Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Once again, to the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and as always, joined by fellow founder of the Mock Sports brand, Nick Highland. How are you, brother? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, pretty wet, wet week over here in Sydney. Not too sure if they'll get on this weekend, to be honest, but um, here for the form, so we'll see how it goes. Yes, and talking about that wet weather, we just want to send a quick shout out to everyone that is being affected by the floods at the moment. Our hearts are with you. Thoughts and prayers are being sent out. And anyone that's listening that isn't affected, we just want to give a quick shout out to a company that can help you uh, send some help their way. Stable Stars, company that uh, makes some horse racing merch. Uh, I believe they're dropping some beanies tonight, but mostly they sell uh, stubby holders. You can get... W holders that uh, represent your favourite trainers, jockeys, horses. They've got ones for Ice Bath, Profondo, Brenton Abdullah, Tommy Berry, and the list goes on. They uh, sent us out a few of them. They're great quality. Definitely going to be used in action in the coming months between you and me, Nicholas, that's for sure, whenever we uh, crack open a cold one. But um, if you go to stablestars.com and buy yourself one of their products, they'll be sending 35% of all profits to the flood relief to help out with all the floods going around the country. So until midnight on Sunday, the 6th of March, you can go and help out and do your part by buying some Stable Stars merchandise. So thank you very much to Stable Stars for that. Um, But other than that, we'll talk about last week's races. Nick, great, great results from us tips-wise. Like, let's be real. Great value got up. We had Hinge, Thorfire, Your Horse, Ruby Kisses. What did you take out of last week's racing? It was pretty good. Um, I was meant to be trackside with you on the day, unfortunately, but work yes. called me in. Um, so it is what it is. But, yeah, overall, it was pretty good to watch from from the phones. Um, would have been better to be there in person. But, yeah, some good value getting up. Um, if the if race gets this weekend, it'll be pretty similar. Yeah, um, as you mentioned, I was trackside. I ended up going trackside. Got some free tickets from the TAB, and, boy, when I got there, I was thinking we are lucky to be getting through four races on the day. It was just that wet. The visibility was nothing. But the track actually played really, really well in the end. Um, I was talking to a few people that were hanging around, and um, they said that the track was playing more like a heavy eight than like a bottomless 15 or whatever it appeared to be when it came to the weather. So real big testament to the Randwick track team to be able to hold down the fort and really make the track suitable for racing. But yeah, it just came down to a visibility thing. Lots of fog, lots of rain around. You could barely see the um, the third race go around. But we ended up getting a full card and it was a great day out, uh, tips-wise and racing-wise. I remember when Hinge got up, I basically ran the 200 metre straight with it down through the crowd. My suit was covered in mud by the end of it, but I was just that stoked to see it push home and get the win. And uh, very elegant as well. Everyone knows how big of a fan. Very elegant. I am. Did you end up watching that race, Nick? What were your thoughts coming out of the uh, the Chipping Norton? Yeah, it's just very consistent. 
horse and it's it done again. Um, can't blame her at all. It was pretty disappointing with Colette, to be honest. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty good race from Very Elegant and it's good to see such a champion horse always getting it done. Yeah, it was stoked to see it get up. Everyone at the track was on top of the world when it did because, you know, it's just one of those horses that the crowd can get behind, you know. Everyone sort of counts her out, goes, nah, she can't win from there, and then she just seems to press the button and off she goes and fought out to finish. Almost got upset by, like, a $80 horse. That would have uh, been a massive downer on the day. But, yeah, great run. I actually uh, was lucky enough to go down to the stables and meet her after the race, and she's a champion. Beautiful horse. Nice and big, strong, came in. She was puffing, but barely a sweat. Not like she was just walking around strutting. She, she'd done her business and she was ready to ready to go on to bigger and better things this autumn. I also managed to um, bump in to uh, one of the owners and got talking to him about their plans for Very Elegant. And he said when it, uh, surrounding the Europe trip that they might be taking later on in the year instead of going to the Melbourne Cup again, that not totally confirmed at this point. Still most likely on the cards. That's the overall plan. But they really don't want to get ahead of themselves. They want to take it one start at a time and really get her nice and fit for this Queen Elizabeth at the end, which could end up being her last start. But, um, yeah, they're not getting too ahead of themselves. They're taking it one start at a time, and that start she had on the weekend was a massive tick in their box. They're really, really happy with the way she's shaping. So hopefully she goes to... The um to Golden Slipper Day and gets it done in the stairs race there before going to the Queen Elizabeth and getting it done there as well. But big big things for very elegant in the future, that's for sure. Um, anything else you want to touch on, Nick, before we get into the rundown? Not really. I think you just covered it all. Let's get straight into it. Oh yeah, punters, let's get straight into it. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies. Okay, Randwick this weekend, as we mentioned, the rain just has not stopped in Sydney since last week. It's going to be a massive factor in how the day plays if we even get racing at all. Because like I said, last week it was a heavy 10, played like a heavy 8, but that's basically going to be what happens this week with another 200 plus mils of rain on the surface. So they've put the rail out six metres um, from the 1,000 metres to the winning post, out three metres for the remainder to try and salvage a bit of a clean track. But you never know. Uh, everyone thought it was going to get called off on the morning last weekend, and I think it'll be the same thing this weekend. I think the, the call's going to be coming about hour, two hours before racing gets underway to see if we actually hit the track. But um, when it comes to those factors, usually you'd think that the leaders would get the chockies with such with the rail out so far, but with the weather and the sloppy track, backmarkers are definitely going to have a goodest chance as any, as we saw last weekend. So monitor that throughout the day, punters. Um, but enough about the track. Let's get into the races. Race one, 1,600 metre midway, 
Moradin, Bethancourt and Time Raid to try and push forward at the start. Bethancourt proven on the wet, including last start was a very nice win on a heavy 10. So we know that it can get it done in these sort of conditions. So I think the peaking up third, third up run, gets Nashville Villa, Nashville Cash in the first, hopefully gets the win at $6.50 to win and $2.40 to plays each way on Bethancourt for me in the midway, Nick. Yeah, we've gone same one here. Um, Bethancourt, obviously, won at Canterbury on the heavy track at $15.50. And, you know, says enough for me at $6.50. It's pretty over, so it's a pretty good bet. Heading to race two at the Yarraman Park Riesling Stakes at the 1,200 metres. Two-year-old girls line up here. On the slop, should be pretty interesting. Russian Conquest is a genuine competitor, competitor here, but anything can happen on this deck. Second in the Magic Millions behind a really, really good horse in Cooling Gatter, which I'm sure everyone's heard of if they've got their head screwed on around the horse's community. Um, and she's probably the deserved favorite for this one. Will be interesting to see how she goes about it on this deck. Grace, looking for a win on debut here, has had... One trial where it came, it got better with the extra length. 1200 meter should be doing just fine for her and should go the whole way with it. My tip has got to stay with OJ. Sticking with her one more time has been unlucky in the past runs and never has been out of the fight for this. On this deck, you've got to search for a bit more value, and I think OJ at $11 seems to be a bit decent for me. So, yeah, that'll be me for race two. Love it, love it, Nicholas. Um... Yeah, as you mentioned, two-year-old for the girls. This one is basically last-ditch shot for some of them to get into the slipper. A few of them are already in, but some like your horse, OJ, uh, you know, Seven Vels, Dashing Legend, Stuck in a Dream, Grease, they're all looking for a spot in the golden slipper. If they win, they're automatically in. They don't have to worry about uh, it coming down to prize money and the stewards giving them a run. It's They're straight in, so... I think that's why I'm leaning towards Greece. Not the first time I've gotten caught up in a trials form as I was uh, caught up in the hype of Metallicity earlier this autumn and that turned out to be an absolute dud. So hopefully it's not the same here. But yeah, her trials have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Kira Mayer is literally jeopardising Cool and Gatter's race fitness for the slipper to try and get this horse a slipper run. Um, cool and Gatter, now that she hasn't raced since Magic Millions, she's going to have to set the record for longest time between starts to win a golden slipper it's going to be 63 days between the magic millions and the slipper that she'll be running she will literally have a two-month break whereas some of these horses are coming off two weeks so it's really going to be interesting i think cool and is definitely starting to become a uh, vulnerable favorite for the slipper but we'll get into that more in a couple weeks time but uh yeah greece kira Mayer, really keen on getting her a start She's been $101 into $11 in the Golden Super betting without even running a single race, Nick. So, like, that's how confident the market is. I think I'm going to have to follow the money. J-Mac on board, $3.30 to win. Hopefully, Greece comes out and absolutely blitzes it and proves that the trial form can hold up. We move on to race three, the Todman Stakes. Same deal for the girls, but this one's for the boys. Massive telling point for the slipper. Winner will get a slot. Um, psychiatrist to try and push forward from the widest barrier. Um, when I'm looking at this field, there's a lot of talent. Of course, you've got Sajardin, who uh, is already in, won the Golden Gift, um, and uh, then came out and won again in its next start. And then in the um, English Millennium, came third behind Extravagant Star and Paris Dior. Very, very talented horse. It's just uh, 
uh, coming in here for race fitness. I expect it to have a strong run. Don't expect it to win, though, because for some reason, Nick, I keep getting drawn to Boyfriend. The five horse in the first barrier, Chad Schofield on board, Ryan and Alex Zhu are trained. Uh, I just don't know. Its last two starts don't read well on paper. You've got a sixth and a fourth. But go back and look at them. Those last 200 metres, 100 metres in those races have been really, really good. Uh, they've revealed to me that it's got some really good closing speed. I think he'll absolutely eat up the 1,200 metres, which he hasn't seen so far because those previous two starts have only been at 1,000 metres. Now that he gets that extra 200 metres to really stretch his legs, I think $8.50 to win and $2.40 to place is massive overs. So I'm going to have to go each way on Boyfriend to uh, win it here and get a slot in the slipper. Yeah, very nice, mate. I'm going to have to go with Profondo's half-brother, Custodian. $16, jumped through the line pretty well at the trials and... Pretty decent odds for me. Um, yes, $16 for me for the debutante custodian. Head on to race Lovely. number four at the Celebrations Remix City at the 2,000 metres. Um, there's only one horse I've really looked at here, and it's Intent. I'm going to stick with it one more time here. Mighty Bill absolutely demolished the last race, but I'm hoping Intent can get it, get around it a bit more with the, with the heavy track. So, yeah. Extra extra hundred meters to deal with here, so intent for me at thirteen dollars and three dollars ninety. I'm keeping it quick and simple. Yeah, not surprised you can't go past on taunt. Like you said, Mighty Bill is very good and can definitely win. Demolish them last start, but I think the heavy ten might be too much. Um, as uh, intent's always consistent, and I normally would be on it. As would be too much to bear. I'd normally be on one of those two, as both of them can win. Um, too much to bear itself has a four kilo swing on Mighty Bill compared to the last uh, race, so it could definitely meet him better at the weights there. But I'm drawn to no compromise. Hopefully, it doesn't bite me in the ass jumping off and tunting too much to bear. But I just think the sectionals out of the last race were absolutely fantastic. She comes out of that same race, um, the Parramatta Cup that Mighty Bill won, and then tunt and too much to bear also ran behind him. Um, she came second. Uh, the, the, those last 200 sectionals were the best of the day. So to put that in context, she ran better than Animo did on that day when it went last to first in that last 200-metre stretch. So um, I think if you go back and watch, she goes last to second within that last 20 seconds, um, weaving through the pack absolutely. like She got held up every time she tried to get clear and still push forward. She just crossed heels, I think it was about three times. It was an excellent run in my line. So I think with the extra 100 metres here and a clear run to the line, he can definitely knock him out here. So I believe, I believe, sorry, he is um, currently at $4.60 to win, $1.75 to place. Uh, yeah, no compromise for me in the fourth. All right, we move on to race five, the, uh, the sprint, the Highland Colours Challenge Stakes. Going to be an interesting one here, punters. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be a two-horse race between Nature Strip and Eduardo. Eduardo, an absolute swimmer, will love the conditions, but so will Nature Strip, as Nature Strip is undefeated on heavy tracks. Um, Strip definitely should have won last start. Just needs a clean jump here, and he'll be within a better chance. Hopefully, they don't play bumper cars with him again. Um, just want to shout out Shelby66, highway horse, who's come out of the highway the last two starts. 
and is now racing with the big boys. Massive, massive jumping class here, but does love the heavy track. Would be huge for him to do something, but I'd probably have him in the top fours just purely because it's such a small field and he'll love the conditions. But um, coming down to it, I think whoever comes around the turn in front will win it, whoever that may be. And I'm thinking that's going to be Nature Strip. If he gets that clean jump, clean lead, it's all over. Nature Strip for me. Yeah, it's it's hard to go away from my Um Nature Strip for me as well. Not too much to say about it. We'll get straight into race six. Tokyo City, Kiba, Fireball State. Interesting. Uh, the favourites, Meizu at $3.40 with a win weeks ago at Rouse Hill. By one length, probably a bit bit harder class here. Um, Profiteer is obviously another good horse that has just um just raced as well. Our president's one as well. But for me, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna get with one of our mates' horses, Fox Fighter. Uh, Twenty one dollars to win and five dollars fifty for a place. Whenever I'm out with my mates, one of us is on this horse at all times. So yeah, Fox Fighter for me and going for the value play here. Third place, first up was pretty nice. So see if we can get it done. Fair enough, my friend. I'll also be straight into it. I'm on Dragonstone. Has the wet form, likes the distance, and has placed in every run at the track. Has a great engine and recently beat Ellsberg in a trial. And, of course, Ellsberg came out and blitzed it for us last week and uh, got us a win. You, we know how good of a horse that is. So I think that form will go well going into this. It's drawn really wide, which is concerning. But with this weather, I think it actually could be an advantage. Unlike other days, you get the wide run and get track, um, get a line, sorry, a lane in the track that's less affected and less chopped up. $10 to win, $3.30 to place each way on Dragonstone for me in the sixth. Uh, we'll skip race seven and eight, leave them for the tip-off. We'll go straight into race nine, 1,600 metre mark. With this weather, Nick, there's only one I'm leaning towards. It's the Wallace Train, J-Mac Ridden, Mudlark of a Horse, Polly Gray. Uh, four out of four on soft five or worse in the last 12 months. Could make it five out of five here. $4.80 to win, $1.85 to place. There's nothing really else to say about it except that it's an absolute swimmer and loves these sort of tracks. So hopefully it comes out and wins. 100% agree, mate. Um, you covered everything I need to say, so we'll head straight into the last race. Race 10 out of 1,200 metres. Pretty interesting one, this one. A couple of... Um, Favourites that we backed here and there. Never talk. I'm pretty sure we got on at some point. Geist and obviously Joviality. I'm going, I'm going a bit different here. I'm going to get straight into the point. Um, so we get a bit more time to talk about our, our big races. But Tricky Gal, $9.50 for the win. A pretty good wet track record with 7 from 8 on the soft track and then 3 from 5 on the heavy track. Looks pretty good for me. Um, $9.50 looks pretty nice. So Tricky Gal for me in the last... Lovely stuff. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, a lot of old favourites of ours. So I've found one of them in the form of Wunderbar, the old Wunderbar, another swimmer that I'm going to be wanting to be with here with this weather. If we even get to race 10 on Saturday, it should just absolutely be a bog. And this horse really likes those tracks. The results lately have been pretty poor with a 12th and a 7th, but those were on tracks that didn't suit her love for the bog. They were on a good and a soft 5. So she really hasn't seen a track like this in a while, and I think she'll absolutely love it. Uh, the extra fitness from her last run, she'll be ready to fire. $7 to win, $2.40 to place each way on Wonderbar in the get-out stakes for me at Randwick. 
Nico, before we begin, let me ask you something. Do you reckon you're any good at fantasy sports? You bet I am, mate. Well, with Draft Stars, you can get off the bench and into the game. Play for fun or play for cash as you compete against other sports fans across Australia for huge prize pools, with some even going upwards of $10,000. That sounds like free money to me. Well, it's not exactly free money, my friend, but if you fancy yourself a bit of a fiend for anything fantasy sports related, whether it's horse racing, AFL, NRL, cricket, NBA, or whatever sport of your choosing, you can head to draftstars.com.au and start playing now. The details are in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. Click the link, sign up today. Tell them the Mock Boys sent you and start winning big on Draft Stars. All right, we're here at the great tip-off. Gee, certainly got blown out last week, didn't it, Nico? You didn't, uh, in all five races, you didn't pick up a single point, whereas I picked up, I believe, eight on the day, a couple winners and a, and a placing. Good day out for Cashy, that's for sure. Yeah, look, it is what it is. Long season, mates. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying, trying to back up my punter of the spring. I might take punter of the autumn as well. But, uh, yeah, you've got some catching up to do now. All right. Now we'll head down to Melbourne. Race seven on the card at Flemington, the Australian Guineas. Also, much like Zaki in the Canterbury Stakes, um, this race has been blown wide open by uh, Profondo leaving Sydney to come down here and run in the Australian Guineas instead of the Randwick Guineas. Um, you know, you've got plenty of talent in here. Hitotsu, Captivant, Profondo, Forgot You, Coastwatch, Lightsaber, Ranch Hand, Pinstripe. The list goes on. Nick, I'm really keen to hear your thoughts on this one. Who have you got and why? It's, it's hard to talk because I had horses won this race first up. And... The horse I'm going for, Profondo, who's an absolute weapon and probably like just such a great horse to watch, um, is first up. But to be fair, if anyone's going to be able to do it, it's going to be Profondo here. So $4.50 is not a from a view that I'm having money on um, that I just want to make a little little comment on. I'm a 7 lightsaber, $10. I think that's pretty overs for lightsaber. So, um, I'd say, but on a on a betting point of view, is pretty good. But overall, for the for the Profondo, yeah, I don't blame you there. Profondo genuinely is the horse that I think out of the three year old class has the biggest future. I just think that this horse is dead set in in it to win it for the a massive future ahead. I think when it comes out. Later this spring, it could be really exciting. Maybe a Cox Plate. Just throw it out there. Maybe get on it for the Cox Plate if you want to bet that far in advance because I think it reads to me as a horse. That could definitely get it done if it keeps on this track. But I'm actually going to go against it here because of the first up run. It can definitely get it done. Like you said, if anyone's going to get it done, it's Profondo. But I'm looking at a horse that I was able to tip all the way back on the first episode of the podcast in our punt to the future segment, and that's Pascaro. I said, it's heading to the Aussie Guineas. Get on. It's coming in here at $17 to win and $4.60. I think that's massive overs. Off of two genuinely good wins and then a second last start to pinstriped, I think that's massive overs. Yes, her first two wins in her career came against absolutely no one. I'll admit it. They were Randwick, um, not Randwick, sorry. They were Wednesday-level uh, races. But 
The second on a Saturday at Flemington, we know it can deal with the track. It led almost the whole way and only got pinched right on the line. Like I thought I had the win. I was cheering, jumping up and down and then was crushed to see it get nabbed there on the line. But they're going to have to run her down. Um, sorry, him down going into the stra- um going into the final 400. And I think if Damien Lane just keeps him nice and composed for the whole way, just up there either at the front or maybe second and third with cover. I don't want to see him riding without cover because I don't think it'll be fit enough to go the whole way without cover. But yeah, as long as Lane keeps it nice and patient until that 400 metre mark and then opens him up and goes bang, I think he can charge down the straight and give him a run for their money. And it's $17 to win $4.60 a place. It's a great bet to have. $5 each way is going to get you over $100 in return if it gets up. So I'll definitely be looking at that one. And like you did, Nick, with a little side tip, I'm just going to have to give a shout-out to Forgot You. I think $10 to win, $3.30 each way on Forgot You is massive overs on that horse. Another black booker of mine. Uh, one of my you know, more favourite horses going around in Melbourne at the moment, I think... That's also a three-year-old that has a big future, but I think definitely have that in your trifectas, your first fours, but I think the winner will be Pasquero, and if it does, you owe me a beer because I tipped it two months ago, so I hope you listened. Um, other than that, we move down back to uh, Sydney, race eight, the Randwick Guineas. Nick, your thoughts? Who have you got and why? Tough one. Um, you've got, what, four different horses here that, I reckon can get it done. Maybe five. You've got Animo, Converge, Halal, Coast Watch, War Eternal, I'd say, are the only ones I I think can get it done. Um, you probably get rid of Coast Watch straight away. Halal, I don't know. Halal's just too inconsistent, I think. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a tough one. It really is. I think I'm going to have to go with Converge here. Stuck with him again. He's going to be peaking for this one. Um, $6 to win is pretty good as well, but Converge, this will be a big telling point in Converge's future, I think, um, to see how it goes against Animo, who's proved itself at its, at this level. But um, it's it's a better betting price at $6 for Converge, so that Converge will be mine for the tip-off. Yeah, fair enough. I'm glad you've gone Converge. Like you said, he'll be peaking It'll be a massive telling point if he's going to be able to keep up with the likes of Animo in the future. Ran really well against him last start at Rose Hill. I was trackside for that one as well. Um, Really, really strong run in my mind. Just got, you know, overtaken by Animo. And Halal in the end, which was no surprise with uh, when it comes to the fitness. But um, I'm going to have to jump off Converge. And very rare punters, long-time listeners will know how rare it is that I'm going to be tipping a horse. That's under the $2 mark, but I'm going to have to be with Animo. Um, tip this horse on our Instagram page in another Punt of the Future segment. Uh, I think it was two, maybe three months back um, when I got word that the this this race was going to be one of its gr- multiple grand finals for its prep, the Randwick, the Rose Hill, and um, maybe even the Doncaster mile will be its you know, big races in this prep. And so I got it at 280 on the TAB, and now, of course, it's into less than $2. So I'm just going to have to stick by that tip. It's a genuine gun of a horse. We all know what it can do. Almost won the Cox Plate. That's just how good it is. 
come has come out this prep and has proved that that was no fluke. Has uh, got a really good third when the bias was against him, and then came out and um, ran a spectacular race at Rose Hill. Came out and nabbed Talal right on the line. So I think it's going to be the same. I think if you're going to be uh, seeing anything, you're going to be seeing J Mac just uh, sit him in the pocket and ride impatiently the whole way and pop out in the straight and absolutely steam past them. Just as classic J-Mac uh, magic that he rubs on horses, you know. Gets back on here um, after taking over from Tommy Berry from last start. So, yeah, there's not much else I can say. Animo's the class-wise best horse in this race, and I think he's going to come out and win it and maybe even do it quite easily. But with this weather, who knows? But, yeah, Animo's the one I want to be with. eighty-five. that's for me in the tip-off. All right, we're going to move into the around the ground section of the podcast. Nick, have you found anything around Australia? I have. Um, down in Flemington, obviously, like I said, I reckon Rare makes a good chance to be caught off. So I had a good look into Flemington as well, just in case. Um, race four, more profits at $14, a pretty good value bet for me. Um, race number six, Zaki, I think, is a pretty good multi filler as well. And then race eight, Enthar at $7, um, pretty good horse. It's in my black book. And then the last race, Flemington race 9, Savannah Cloud. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm glad you've gone Savannah Cloud because it's going to be a bit of a uh, showdown between my black book and yours in the last at Flemington. You've gone with Savannah Cloud. I've gone with Yonts. Four starts, four wins has yet to put a foot wrong. And I think... He is going to run all... Oh, sorry, he, she is going to run all over them here. I think she's on to bigger and better things. So when you put her in a BM84, genuinely one of the best BM84s you'll see going around, I think she'll absolutely dominate them and head on to some stakes racing later on in the prep unless she goes in for a spell. $3.10 to win. Yon's for me in the last. And just quickly, the eighth at Flemington. How to look there. You've gone with Enthar, Nick, but I've gone with It's Me. Uh, $14 to win, $4.20 to place. We all know how good she is. She's absolutely dominated her first prep in her career. Came out and was a little flat-footed in her first start, but that was, you know, her first race in, like, 18 months. So you can't blame her. Um, but, yeah, I'm really interested to see how she goes down the Flemington straight here. It's going to be a real big telling point if she's going to be able to get it done in these sort of races uh, when she gets to um, a further level of race so yeah i think 14 dollars to win four dollars 20 place a great great each way play to be having on it's me all right we move into the quaddy last week we were one leg out yet again probably should have won it if we'd only put nico's place tip for surefire in the quaddy that's on us but um nick have you managed to find some great value for us this week yeah, I've gone for a bit more value. So race seven, we've got Forbidden Love, Private Eye, Lighthouse, and Law of Indices. Race eight, we've gone Animo, Converge, Halal, and War Eternal. Um, in race nine, we've gone our tip, Polly Gray, as well as the favourite, Legay Sileo, uh, and then joined that with Lelude and Arctic Thunder. And in the last, my tip, Wonderbar, Nick's tip, Tricky Gal, Favourite Never Talk and old favourite of ours, Joviality. $50 in that will get you 19.5% in the quaddy. And other than that, Nicholas, time to sign off. Anything you say before we go? 
Not really. Have a good have a good weekend, guys. Sing some sing some beers. Have some fun. Uh, yes. Um, as always, just like to throw out big appreciation to you guys, the listeners. You guys fuel us. Where you're the whole reason we do this. We love uh, you guys getting around us after a big day out, especially last weekend. We got lots of positive feedback. Everyone getting around us from the tipping point of view. So yeah, if you're listening right now. Please go follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Give us a five-star rating. It really does help us uh, get up there. Maybe one day we'll even chart and we'll be up there with the big boys. Who knows? But uh, the more you support us, the more we'll be able to give back to you. So thank you very much for giving us your support. As we said, big year for the mocks, and we're only just getting started. So uh, gamble responsibly, and good luck, legends. We'll see you next week. See you, guys. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the...